This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. If you would like to support the Guy Jeans podcast, please write a review on iTunes or Google Reviews and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you have questions, suggestions, advertising inquiries, or would like to be a guest on the podcast, please email us at guyjeanspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Bart Hall with a different kind of commercial. Yes, I'm going to talk about the Bart Hall Show March 29th to April 2nd at the Long Beach Convention Center. It's called the granddaddy of them all for a reason. But in 1946, when my parents, Fred and Lois Hall, decided to produce an outdoor recreation event, there were no guidelines. So they just started celebrating what they loved, and that continues to this day. We produce these shows because we share the passion for outdoor recreation that everyone that comes to our events shares with us. People that come to our shows are good people, and the world needs more of them. Yes, we have tons of boats, the best fishing tackle, great deals at exotic hunting and fishing destinations. But the most important thing is that we will provide a full day of outdoor recreation family fun. Make new family memories March 29th to April 2nd at the Long Beach Convention Center. Details at hallshows.com. That's hallshows.com. It's a Guy Jeans podcast. Hi there, my name is Guy Jeans, and I started this podcast to talk to interesting and motivating people living and manifesting their passions and ambitions into reality. I've always said, if you're passionate and love what you do, you will be successful. They say that you have to spend at least a thousand hours to master something whether it's practicing or doing whatever you're trying to achieve, you need to at least do a thousand hours or more to become proficient at it. And I want to tell you guys a story. You know, I, I went and watched, uh, my ex guest. Uh, I think I was like 20 years old in a little beach town backyard party in a little community called Pierpont down in Ventura, down on the beach. And I had heard that this, uh, guitar player was, going to be playing in this backyard. And uh, so a bunch of us went down to the beach to this party and it was a backyard barbecue type party. I don't know, maybe a hundred people there. And it was just uh, a lot of fun and everything. And I see this, uh, this guy, he's about a year younger than me, uh, setting up his guitar and getting ready to play and everything. And when he started playing with his band, all ears were on him and everybody was just stoked. And it was a really neat thing to see um, this young kid really uh, tearing it up. And uh, that's my next guest, Guy Martin. And uh, he has gone on to play for 10,000 people at the Staples Center, playing the Star Spangled Banner. Um, touring around, playing with his band, writing songs, starting a recording studio. And we're going to hear all about that. And some of the musicians that he's played with, like B.B. King and others. So without further ado, here's Guy Martin. Guy, how you doing? All right, brother. Good to see you. Good to actually hear you. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was thinking about, you know, 
um, what our band would be called <laughs> if we had a band. Our guy, band, guy and guy. Yeah, the, the guys. It'd just be called the guys. The guys. There you go. I like that. Yeah, it sounds kind of um, sounds kind of boy bandish. <laughs> right. <laughs> have you known Have you known anybody else with uh, the uh, the name Guy? Um, there. You know, there's a couple. Um, no, not real person. Not on a personal level. Not really. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I know. Like, uh, I've known two other ones. You know, one's in Camarillo. Oh, okay. Um, Guy Lockwood, who's a general contractor, and um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that's about it, man. And then you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what's funny is I don't know if you've um, ever typed your own name into like Facebook. Uh huh. So social media is the pretty much encyclopedia of people, right? Yeah. So, dude, you would be surprised on how many guy Martins there are in this world. I'm just like, wow. I, I was, was blown away. I was tripping on that too, man. I was, uh, I was yeah. looking, you know, doing my research on you, and, and yeah. I was like, there's yeah. like, a, is there like a stunt guy that's like Guy Martin or something, or race car driver or something? There's a he's a he's a he's retired now, but he's a motor um, street motorcycle yeah motorcycle racer from the uk yeah. yeah in fact in fact prior to him coming on like the internet scene you type in guy martin and then my music stuff would pop up yeah. and then until he came on the scene he pretty much <laughs> he it. pretty much stole my he stole my search thunder man that yeah. guy how funny man. so it is what it is <laughs> well we go way back you know um you know into you know like when we were in high school and stuff you know um, yeah. you, were, you were playing music with uh with uh, jude miller i right. think he was playing bass yeah. for you and, and yeah. you were you were i think you were 16 years old shredding on the guitar i remember that <laughs> man. and dude i, I think that yeah. i remember jude talking about you um and and Shane Wright was he was he playing with you too and who else was Yeah he, uh so Tom Mobley on drums Tom Mobley, back then yeah. Tom Mobley yeah That was the that was the threads The threads um, yes the threads Love Yeah it. and then Shane Wright actually was singing with us That's right Yeah, yeah. I remember that man I remember hearing about you guys the first time that I actually really got to see you perform and play was at a party in Pierpont and you you were playing wow. I think with your band and uh, there's a you know shitload of people there and you, you right. came out and you were sh just shredding and I was just like yes <laughs> dude's ripping it you know I mean I, I knew you um, but it was just cool to see you know um, somebody so young you know playing yeah, that guitar right playing that guitar so well and um, it was just, it was just really neat, man, to, to see you shred right for sure. Do I you... wonder what that's kind of, that's kind of like, um, I didn't do a ton of pure pop parties, but there's one that sticks out, um, back, back in the Charlie's days. Remember Charlie's? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's when Albie. Yes. Um, it was Albie's house. It was Albie's house. Okay. So yeah. that, that was the same party then. Yeah. Like yeah. that's kind of, that was kind of like my local my just uh, i guess you would call it local discovery where a lot of the locals from down in that area and the ventura area kind of got to see me yeah because it was it was a long time ago and then i remember albert saw me at charlie's and or albie and then he goes hey man i got this party i want you to play and, and it kind of snowballed from there it was, it was pretty pretty cool actually the way it happened yeah it was really cool you're you're shredding that and there's people standing around just tripping on you <laughs> I, I actually, I have a couple photos in my old photo album of that party. Yeah, that was good times. Cool. So yeah. let, let's talk about um, early, because uh, I want to talk about like how you got started playing the guitar. How many hours would do you think that you had to like practice before you got like proficient at playing the guitar? Well, I don't know how many hours it took to be honest with you but uh -huh. when i first picked up the guitar um going out girlfriends drinking none of that was part of my um schedule i was like in my room five hours a day yeah every day 
like playing along with records. Okay. And then so, and that, that was, shoot, that went on for probably two to four years. I'm not going to say two to three years straight, five hours a day. I'm not kidding. Yeah. That was just that. I was like that into it. <laughs> so were you, were you just listening to the, the solos of certain records and artists and, and, or just listening to just playing and learning by ear? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it was, it was mostly Stevie Ray. Yeah. Like I would just throw, I would just throw on his records and try to emulate everything he was doing. Cause that's what I wanted to sound like. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I mean, definitely. Uh, we want to talk about some of those shows that you've done. Um, yeah. you know, Stevie Ray shows and, and Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix shows and stuff. I want to definitely talk about that later on, but, um, you know, they say, you know, for somebody to be proficient at anything, you know, a thousand hours is pretty common, you know, it sounds like you were getting a thousand hours pretty early on, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. I've heard that saying actually. Yeah. And to be honest, I haven't even calped it out. I don't even know. I don't even know what it would calc out to, but I was pretty devoted when I picked it up. And when did everything? Um, when did everything kind of like quit? Uh, click on you? You know, like, dude, I'm 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 kind of shredding right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, I want to say uh, I I do remember having a moment, a very similar thought of that similar to that and i just can't remember when and how it was um like in your I'll, like in your bedroom you're just uh, all of a sudden you're just like you got the whole stevie ray vaughn <laughs> record down and you're like oh, oh you know what it was here it is here it is i i remember this moment do you remember john francis yes absolutely yeah so he yeah so he was he was pretty much the the um shredder he was a shredder conduit yeah. Yeah. All back when we were hanging out in high school, he was just Mr. Jazz, Mr. Flamenco, yeah. Mr. You know, rock. Yep. And then I told him, I go, dude, I, I, I'm going to buy a guitar. I want, I want you to show me some licks anyway. Yeah. We, uh, and there's a funny story about that too, based on where I live now, but, um, I would be at his house down in his basement, just jamming, um, Gannon from uh, Guitar Planet would always be down in there with us, and just it was so. Where was I going with that? Um, um, remind me where I was going with that. Story. You're you're just talking about like you know beginning to to shred. And oh, that, like yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, so I I made a recording of me jamming to like a Red House slow blues groove uh-huh. back then, and I played it for John over the phone, and he goes, "That's not you." Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not you. And I'm like, that's that's coming from John. That's when I knew, like, okay, uh, okay, yeah, I'm doing I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. That, so, that, um, yeah, that guy I remember he was a shredder too, man. And that's a yeah, he's yeah, and he's still good to this day. He's so versatile. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a long time. For sure. Yeah. Okay, so you were jamming, just, you were jamming, and you you kind of figured that out, and then you kind of started playing with the the boys, with the threads, and, yeah. And then you started. What what happened? I saw a video, an old video of you like playing the guitar behind your head, even when you were like sixteen. So how did that go down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because 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 Stevie Ray did it. I'm like, well, I'm if he can do it, I can do it. Whatever. Right. Big, <laughs> so big we were at a high school. Yeah, we were at a high school dance, and um. Yeah, we were playing to like a full packed girls gymnasium, and uh, yeah, that's I remember that was one of the first times I did, did that. And it, the video actually, everyone got super excited. It was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, for, you know, being sixteen. Ventura High School <laughs> dances, man. I played one of those or two, two or three of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you probably were yeah. there. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you probably. Were, I don't know. It was back in the day, that's for sure, man. I don't yeah. know. Like a lifetime ago. So you grew up in Ventura, and yep, started, born and raised. Yep. And are you doing uh, music pretty much full time? Are you Are you still doing general contracting? And what are you doing these no, days? General, I'm. Uh, I've been burning the candle from both ends for literally since 
I was a kid since I was 17, 18. Um, construction during the day, music at night. Yeah. And on the weekends. And then just because even it's like people ask me, well, you know, why didn't you know, why didn't you go out and tour and stuff? And there's two parts of that question is two parts of that answer. One is because I was always I felt like I was always tied down with with expenses, bills. Sure. You know, I I had kids a little bit early. So that tied me down. And then um, the older I got, I'm like, God, do I want to? tour kind of sounds like a pain in the ass now <laughs> right it's a lot of work it, yeah i know it's a lot of work and um anyway so i even to this day i'm still general contracting because that pays the bills you know sure. why i have the things i have it's why i have my studio and um you know i i won't i won't rely on music for a sole income not at this stage yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe someday. You never know. But I like it. Yeah. Not getting it. Not getting any younger. Are you building houses? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you guys building houses like crazy right now? Because the when uh, like Ondolando and all those. Are you doing your stuff up there from the fire? Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a. I had my hand in like five of those, and then between between some politics and then a lot of people just not wanting to build and selling their lots. I only ended up doing one. Oh, okay. Um, but right now is a real busy time. A lot of people are remodeling. Cool. Awesome, man. So it's, yeah, it's busy. So let's talk about your, the scales, you know, like (laughs) when I'm, when I'm watching you play the guitar and you're playing like over chords and stuff, is there, Mm-hmm. Is there a certain pattern or certain type of scale? Are you improvising the whole time or is it all, you know, like, it's, it, 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 go ahead. It, Sorry. It's a, it's a hundred, it's a hundred and ten percent improvisation. Nice. Yeah. Cause I don't, I honestly, I never learned music theory. It bored the crap out of me. Um, I know if I ever want to be a major studio musician and i would have to change that but even even some of the good studio cats they're just ear players yeah um i really i i do have a good ear and it's trained ever since i was little that's all i ever did was learned by ear Mm -hmm. so when i'm playing a solo it's all muscle memory of what i already know at the same time like how can i make this different and then just use my ear and skills to kind of take it somewhere different every time. Yeah. You know, is it, it, it when you're playing like some chords or you go, okay, I got to play in this key or are you just playing like, okay, this is what I hear and I'm going to play this. That's is that what I'm hearing. What like, you mean like when I'm writing a song or, or if I'm playing, like, Yeah, let's say, let's say that you're sitting in, you know, with a group and which I've seen, okay. which I've seen you do. And, um, and they're like, Hey, go ahead guys, solo. And then you're like, okay, well we're playing these chords. So I need to solo in this key or you just, are you just hearing it and just going for it? No, I'll start with the key that I'm supposed to be in for sure. Uh And it depends on the, depends on the, it depends on the progression, but sometimes you can take it to different places that work. And -hmm. again, because of my lack of knowledge of music theory, there's a term for that. I don't know what it is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it's called You're Gifted. You know. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's some players that I see that are gifted in the sense of they know exactly where they're going and why. Yeah. It's because they know the theory. They know the, they know that note is going to work right there in that particular moment. And I wouldn't say I'm that skilled in that area. Um, I have, I have a good ear, but I've, you know, I hit wrong notes like anybody else. And sure. you just don't go there again. Yeah. There's <laughs> a passing <laughs> but, uh, tone. It'll go, go <laughs> I, know, it's, it's, I call it jazz. Yeah, exactly. So you played <laughs> with some pretty gnarly, uh, um, musicians, man. Um, I've seen that you've opened up for, you know, some pretty, uh, incredible cats, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, like uh, I think you did. You did you open up for BB uh, King? I did. Yeah. Yep. So, what was that like? 
Oh, that was amazing. That was such a magical night. Um, I remember getting a call from Ronnie at the theater. She goes, I got something for you. And I go, what? She goes, BB King. I'm just like, okay. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, she goes, you were my first call. And that, that just, I mean, that night was just to be able to hang out. His whole band is like his family. Yeah, and cool. just to just to talk to those guys up in the green rooms upstairs, right, was so was so freaking cool, man. It was, um, hey Wyatt, no, you, no, no barking, bud. Um, do you think that, sorry about that? Do you think that BB uh, King is kind of like you, where he's he's just playing by ear and feel, and you know, like similar to what? I, go ahead. So I, I kind of, I haven't studied that deep into BB King enough to know that that's what he does, but I get the feeling that he's very much like that. Yeah. When I hear him play. For sure. And watch and watch him, you know? Yeah. Who, who else have you opened up for? Um, Jeff Healy was a really, really cool experience. Nice. Um, yeah, that that was very, very interesting. Um, just because of his stage setup, and I've never seen anything like that. And he was just he just ripped, man. Uh huh. For being blind and playing on his lap and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Little Feet slash um, Kenny Wayne Shepherd. I've opened for him three times. Oh no way! <laughs> yeah, and. Um, who else? Has he, did Kenny, um, Wayne, Ken, Kenny Wayne Shepard see you play at all? Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, him and I actually, you know, kind of became friends just from always running into each other at the at those spots. And Yeah. Um, it was pretty cool. I got to he, – um, he flew – in fact, I have a Kenny Wayne story – I got to know his manager, okay, uh-huh. and his manager, his manager flew a friend of mine. Kenny flew his manager, me, and another friend to Vegas to the House of Blues out there uh-huh. to to watch their gig. And at the time, Kenny was Kenny's band was Chris Layton on drums and Tommy Shannon on bass. Wow! And that's Stevie Ray's rhythm section. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there in the house of blues prior to the show, um, eating dinner, having cocktails and in walks Stevie's rhythm section. And I'm just like, Oh, were you flipping you know, out? That's, yeah, that's just, that's just, that was just a heavenly moment for me right there. And they sat down at the table and we were just chilling. I was uh, just like, Oh my God. You know, cause Stevie was just such a, big influence in my playing and, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was that's surreal. going, that's a, that's crazy, man. Going from playing his records in the bedroom yeah. for five hours a day and then being flown out to Vegas later on in life and meeting those guys. I mean, what, I know. Is that crazy? <laughs> that's crazy. It's really, really cool. It is. It is crazy. <laughs> it is, man. Yeah. Things, yeah. Ha- things happen and, for a reason. I know. It's you know, pretty cool. For sure. Um, and then, um, let's see, Dave Mason. Uh, Dave Mason was another cool um, experience for me because I ended up working on his house. Oh, really? Doing, con- doing construction in Ojai. Uh-huh. And then I knew who he was, but he didn't know who I was. Uh-huh. And so we, we just started doing small talk about guitars because he had guitars hanging up all his house and stuff and um i picked one up and started playing and then he <laughs> saw that i kind of knew what i was doing uh-huh. and then we just became friends from there all the way t- to the point where he invited me on stage with him on two occasions wow and that was that was insane that was uh um, his um, bass player was Gerald Johnson, who was um, Steve Miller's bass player for many years. Wow. Super cool cat. And we were playing this gig. 
room was probably it was probably a thousand people in the in the audience, um, and we did this slow blues song, and then at the end of the song, I got a standing ovation from the room. Nice. And that was, and that was kind of in the middle of his set, and that just really it blew my mind. I I didn't know how to. It, it honestly, I was like, "What the heck?" And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how happy Dave was about that. But <laughs> I, I was getting, um, I was getting stopped in the streets of Ventura uh, months and months after that show uh, uh, by people that saw that night that were there. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> so, are you are you like sitting in on uh, other or sitting in with other bands playing guitar? You know, doing any of that kind of stuff every once in a while. Yeah, like um, currently, I'm basically Raging Arb's main guitar player. Currently, oh, are you? <laughs> All right, uh, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember seeing. I yeah, you're you're always jamming yeah. with those guys. Huh? So there's yeah, there's that there's that setup, and then um, I do a lot of sitting in because you know blue shows is just they're so loose. You just yeah. go up there and sit in, play some notes. Yeah. Walk off and you're done. You know, it's, it's always fun. Yeah. So I do a lot of collaboration and sit ins with different friends and different bands. Mm -hmm. um, and that also gets carried into the studio as well. Have so, you have you done any um, original uh, records? Mm, um, two, but man. That's a bittersweet subject for me because <laughs> I've 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 always been able to really record my own stuff. Yeah. Yet I don't have I don't have the stuff to show for it. It's so it's so screwed up. <laughs> um, in '97, I did a. Um, I remember TK was the engineer on this. Yeah. Mine, but I did a I did I a CD I there. I remember that. And then. Um, and then live at Cafe Voltaire back in the day, um, we did a live thing there. And man, sad, sad to say, that's that's the only thing I've ever released. And I'm currently chomping at the bit, working with my current guys to uh, actually do a record. Good, because it's long overdue. Long overdue. It is, man. And you know, I know the. Uh, have Have you got like the original songs to do it? Like, uh, yep. you're all ready to go. Basically, just got to record them. Mm, nope. Got to finish them. Got to finish writing them. Oh, got it. Yeah. My whole, my whole week spot's always been lyrical, you know, cause I'm not the greatest singer. Although people tell me that I'm good and fine. And I'm like, well, I don't like the way I sound. So, <laughs> you know, I think that's pretty typical, man. I, you know, I was, yeah. I've been listening to you, you know, your music the last couple of days mm -hmm. and uh, your voice is great, man. Don't, don't even worry oh, about that. Nah, so, I appreciate so, that. Yeah, it sounds good, man. It's, it sounds good with the music um, you're doing. It's cool. I appreciate it. And, um, so that's, that's always been the kind of my crutch. And, um, you know, if I had a voice like Johnny Lang, I probably would be doing different things today, you know? Uh, I think you, I think you know I think your voice is killer and um, uh, I think you need to I think I think you need to do the music for your fans you know they they would eat yeah. it they would eat it up man and you I, know, yeah you know, I appreciate that thank you yeah you know to motivate you you know um, do it for them you know yeah because those people right. everybody would be super stoked to you know get something of of your creation for sure. Yeah, well, it's it's coming sooner sooner than later. So, well, let's talk about um, produced shows that you've done, like massive produced shows. I've seen videos. I've <laughs> seen like um, these big shows with chicks singing in the background. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, let's talk about that. How how did you do that, and and how long did that take to rehearse for something like that? Yeah, that was um, so. That show in particular is the Jimi Hendrix thing we did. I think yeah. I think it was 2012 or 14. I can't remember. Was that at the Ventura Theater? Back. Ventura Theater? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And um, so that one was, dude, talk about like multiple hats. Exactly. On that show. Exactly. <laughs> that, on that show, everything 
was my creation. Yeah. Uh, like nothing, like other than the participation of the band and the girls rehearsing and, and coming up with choreography for the show. Yep. Everything, everything was just on my shoulders and which I was gladly taking on because I just wanted to do it. So we, we rehearsed for about four months. Yeah. Twice, twice a week for four months. Uh And we, we, we rehearsed two hours of Jimi Hendrix. And then, um, when it came to showtime, I hired, um, three video cameras and then after, you know, once everything was done, I pretty much did a full production DVD of the whole night. Yeah. And it's, and it's really cool because it's got a lot of B-roll footage from rehearsals and, and stuff like that. And, um, that can was be, really cool, man. Do people still get that? Is it somewhere? Yeah. And you know, what's funny is it's, I don't think it's anywhere. Maybe on my website, I think, but my oh, okay. website's not even updated. It's, um, I really need to start kind of getting that out. Cause there's, I still have like, I think three boxes of DVDs in my garage. <laughs> that show. Yeah. Um, and shirts to match. In fact, I was going to, um, possibly come up with a current, um, edition of that show uh-huh. and offer, offer that DVD and, and a shirt as, as part of the package to buy a ticket. Oh, that's cool. But that's, yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be planned later. So did you do that show just one night or did you do it somewhere else or just, uh, just at the theater? So we went to the venture theater, to the then to the Canyon club, did oh. it there. And then we took it to a smaller venue at Yoli's when, uh, Oh yeah. Jan and Jerry, Jerry McWhorter were doing high head entertainment shows there. Uh huh. Um, we did the night there and that was really cool. Um, um, so there's just three times really. Yeah. And then, and then, um, as of more recent, I kind of did a Stevie Ray Vaughan show in downtown Ventura. And that was fun. Cause I actually did an SRV show a long time ago at the theater, mm-hmm. even before the Jimmy show. Um, but today's version is much better just cause I'm a better performer, a better player. Yeah. Um, but that was fun. That was kind of recent. That was within the last few months, I think. Oh really? The show. Yeah. People have no mm-hmm. idea what it takes to produce a show like that, huh? Isn't that nuts? Like they, no, they, just, they, they usually don't. <laughs> they just see the final product, you know. They don't have any idea what it takes yeah. for the rehearsals and you you said choreography, mm-hmm. um, yeah. lighting and the organization of the band and I mean it's a you know, until that know. until that final um curtain call, man, and you're done and you yeah. walk off the stage, it's like a big relief, huh? Heck yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard yeah, to explain, huh? Really- that yeah, that Jimmy show it, that was a big endeavor, and I yeah. I just trip out the fact that I was able to even pull that off. Yeah. Just pretty, yeah. I was pretty much by myself. I did all the artwork for the posters. I did all the editing and stuff, post um, editing for the DVD. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, he was in charge of the rehearsals. Yep, and uh, and just yeah, it was gnarly. <laughs> what's the what's what's the feeling like playing in front of a, a big audience like that? Because a lot of people don't know what that feels like. And can you explain what that feels like to be playing in front of an audience? You know that big. You know, yeah. twelve to fifteen hundred people um, there, and and they're all focusing on you. What's that like? I have a, I have a story. Um, that's related to that, but I'll answer that first. Okay. Um, that's, I would say it's pretty, it's just surreal and magical. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, you know, you played in front of big crowds. Uh, it's the, the energy. I can't explain it. The energy yeah. that that's just back and forth. Uh, it really makes me a better player uh-huh. to play with that kind of, energy in the house, you know, um, um, 
just to know that everyone's focused on your craft that you've worked so hard at yeah and they're enjoying it is such a gratifying yeah. feeling oh that's cool <laughs> well absolutely yeah i totally get it right man. and then so that story i was talking about i got um a friend that hooked me up with um playing the stars national anthem star spangled banner yeah. at a miami heat and clippers game no way and and this is at staples center oh. and so this was this is when Shaq was on the heat so like kind of newly on the heat he left la to go to miami uh-huh so because of that reason the staples center was full it was i i don't know what their capacity is i think it's twenty one thousand, something yeah. like that wow Dude, <laughs> talk, dude, talk about nerves and oh focus. Oh my god! They, they wheel me out to center court. All the lights go out except for right there in the center on you. And then you're you're basically relying on your skills to not botch up the national anthem in front of twenty thousand people. <laughs> That's gnarly, dude. I don't know. And um, I have I have pictures of that night oh. on my Facebook. Uh Um, and I've been trying to not, not have been, but I tried to get the video from Fox because Fox was airing it. Uh They didn't air, they didn't air the, my part on TV because it wasn't a playoff game or anything, Mm -hmm. but they were there filming it. And to this day, I would still love to have that footage, but I don't know if it's possible to get. So what was that like? I mean, when when people just like, Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, you get to that, you get to the part of the anthem where people are always hollering. So I, I chose to do like some tasty licks. Uh-huh. My, my, my anthem wasn't Jimi Hendrix-ish. There was maybe two and a half seconds of Jimi Hendrix style in there, but the rest was real sultry, clean, nice. um, and and just and and just bluesy and kind of. I went into this um, minor chord progression that sounded like the end from the Doors. <laughs> and then, awesome. dude yeah it was it was a cool unique version um but what was interesting is on the way back because i had to take an elevator to the street level to get back to street level uh-huh. i was in the <laughs> i was in the elevator with like seven of the clippers cheerleaders <laughs> and they're and they're like they're like did you just were you did you just play the guitar tonight i'm like yeah that was me <laughs> That was me. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, what, so. What, what was that like? Like, you know, walking off. Were you? Did you? Did you feel high? Was it kind of like? A, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the yeah. like a mm-hmm. hard to come down from that. I bet. And just kind of yeah. like just thinking about it. Yeah. The yeah. cool part was I my girlfriend at the time was in the seat where I was going to be sitting too. So going back to my seat, I got all these props from the crowd and you know, it was really, really, it was a cool, cool experience. Wow, man. I didn't know. Never, I, I never did not know that. that. Yeah. I did not know that. That's really cool. And you just got yeah. that. You got that through somebody that you knew and they just said, Hey, come. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He, um, a friend of mine was good. He had season Clipper season tickets and he knew the, um, operations manager, that happened on that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's all who, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Talk so, about your, was... uh, talk about your black couch studio. Yeah. Um, well, to sum it all up, um, looking back at my childhood and being a kid, um, all the way up into my high school years of playing music, I was always, always, into recording myself playing even I would take my dad's old old school tape recorders the one with the five buttons across the front yeah and I would use I would use two of them to like overdub oh yeah <laughs> yeah and I would dude I was like I was like eight nine years old uh-huh. and that really didn't dawn on me until like about five years ago when I was getting into recording and production more I'm like, wow, like I've been doing this since I was a kid and that's no wonder I'm gravitated towards production. Um, Anyway, so um, 
I slowly started building up um, the necessary gear to have high quality recordings and um, you know production efforts. Yeah. And then uh, when I when I bought my home three years ago, it was like the perfect house because the lower level it's not a basement; it's just kind of a downstairs. Uh huh. Um, I converted the whole downstairs into a recording studio. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah. And are you? Yeah, and it's been. Go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. I know. I was just say it's just been a, a a crazy wonderful ride since since. I bought here um, and converted the studio because I used to, when I rented, you know, prior to three years ago, it was just a one bedroom thing. That's kind of where it all started. Uh-huh. I had a lot of my gear in just one bedroom and um, bring friends over and record and stuff like that. But having a, a real setup with a live room and isolation booths and a control room, that's just a game changer. Oh, that's awesome. You you guys were doing like, from what I was looking at, like some kind of contest, and then, like, oh yeah, what, what was that all about? Well, it we, we didn't want to bill it or brand it as a contest because um, basically we we gathered we pulled up sixteen musicians, eight guitar players, four bass players, four drummers. Within those musicians, somebody was always a singer. So it's not like we had to grab a specific singer. Uh Um, So we randomly assembled um, four different bands at the draw, drawing names out of a hat. And um, once we had these four bands assembled, then we would throw a bunch of classic rock tunes into a hat, draw one of those. And so that song was the song that those four bands, they each had three hours to record their own version of it in my studio. <laughs> um, not on the same day. They were all separate sessions, so yeah. four different session days. But talk about a fun process. So you have these musicians that sometimes don't know each other and sometimes, most of the time, have never played together before. Mm-hmm. C- come together in the studio and woodshed this cover song that they usually are familiar with mm-hmm. and woodshed their own version and then we record it, and and dude, it's so much fun. Some cool versions, huh? So, yeah, we we've done two series. We're currently working on starting up a, a third series, volume three. Um, yeah, and all those are all those versions are on my Black Couch um, YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> awesome, man. So. What are you doing um, as far as like uh, more recordings with other bands? Are you are you producing other bands? Anything like that? Yeah, there's um, one kind of up and coming kid, Jaden Secor. He's he's been he's recorded um, quite a few times. He's been part of that Black House series okay. as well. But his original stuff, he's been in there multiple times, and he's actually working on coming back for a full length album. Um, so he's, he's kind of like the, the most recent guy. There's been a few others that have come in there and done some smaller projects. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing too involved. Um, what had happened is as soon as I finished the studio, COVID hit. Uh, so then, then it's like, ah, well, no one's really getting together. So there was two years of that. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but I'm getting, what's interesting is I'm getting a lot of calls about the studio, which, which is what I want. I don't, I want to be able to choose who I have come in there. And, um, what's, what's also very cool is I've, let's see, as of recent this year, not this year, but tail end of last year there have been two film stock companies that call me that want to shoot in there because it looks so cool ah, right and on. they they literally come and pay me this fee to come shoot video and photos in there of, of their actors or artists or whatever uh-huh so, so that's pretty cool to kind of <laughs> that's way cool <laughs> yeah i know 
kind of you know makes it makes it even more worth it awesome well what shows do you have coming up if any so we can uh, come see you um march 31st that's the thing is i'm not i'm not gigging a ton because we're recording we're focusing yeah. on recording right now yeah but march 31st i'm downtown at a place called the twist downtown ventura okay and then um i'm working on a guy martin and friends um show at that same venue probably sometime in um air june what's that what's that venue like i've never seen it that's a really cool venue um it used to be called grapes and hops oh yeah um is, oh, that's, yeah okay yeah i know where that is yeah Right. And so, um, there's, you know, these, there's new owners actually. I mean, how do I explain this? When it was grapes and hops, there, there were some weird business vibes going on. Some new owners took over, but even since then they sold it. And now there's new owners, um, a part, a couple partners, Chris and Michelle, and they are just so awesome, man. They are, they're what uh, club owners should be like, as far as okay. hospitality and nice. Anyway, they're 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 making the place good as it was when Tammy owned it when it was grapes and hops. Um, so it's a good it's a good room. It's got good sound. Chris is um, very serious about having it sound as good as he can in there. He's, he's doing everything he needs to do, uh-huh. taking all the steps from being on stage all the way to out into his patio to make sure it sounds good. And, um, got to respect that. Do they so, do all kinds of music there? They do actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. In fact, you would probably do well there. Yeah. My, he probably would. Ska band in there. Tick, tick. Yeah, <laughs> you probably would, man. It's a good, it's a good room. Okay, well, check it out, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, usually at the uh, at the end of the podcast, um, I usually ask uh, people like you know what they've been listening to as far as music, um, that sort of thing. You know, whatever it is, I'm always learning about new bands and artists. You know, from from that question right. too. You know, so. Um, what have you been listening to? Oh man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, what's funny is I don't, I don't make a point to listen to a ton of music. It's so weird. It's, uh, but when I do listen to music, it's, it's usually nothing brand new. Yeah. Um, God, your, those, uh, all your old records, you listen to those still and the Stevie Ray Bonds and the yeah, Hendrix. I mean, and... it's, what's funny is I, I haven't, I don't listen to much SRV, uh-huh. um, unless I'm, unless I'm trying to study or rehearse for like an SRV show or something. Yeah. I won't sit and let's, you know, I, I literally will not sit and listen to only him Yeah, because I've, I've done, I've already I burnt that candle a long time ago. (laughs) Um, I know every note. (laughs) um, I know. You know, it's like, um, that man, that's a tough question for me to be honest. Like for such a simple question, it's, it's a hard one for me. Um, I I will listen to pretty much anything except for rap. Uh I'm not really into rap. I'm not into hip hop. I'll do some Snoop Dogg and Eminem and that's about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, man, other than that, you know, I just, I love, I'll, I'll, I'll throw on everything from the police to the chili peppers to exactly to Jimmy, to Jimmy Hendrix, to pink Floyd, yeah. to the who, I mean, mm-hmm. um, new obscure blues artists that are up and coming, you know? Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, stuff like that. Right. Well, <laughs> Sorry guy, to be so vague on that one. Guy, it's so good to catch up with you, man. You as well, guy. Yeah. My friend guy. <laughs> My friend guy. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, well, thanks, man. It's been a long time. And so everybody go out and see Guy play March 31st, uh, downtown Ventura at the club, The Twist. And that's probably, showtime is probably eight or so. 
I'm assuming. Yeah. You know, somewhere yep, in there. But go go check it out. Um, and guy, thanks again, man, for being on my podcast. I'm super stoked. Much respect to you. You're a shredder. Keep singing, man. <laughs> yeah. The feelings are the feelings are mutual, man. The feelings are mutual, and uh, I appreciate you. Uh, It's a Guy Jeans podcast.